God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same. That even in this moment, in this moment of death, we have to attest like Job did, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We come to commemorate, celebrate the life of Betty Lowry. And we thank God for her longevity. And yet it does not diminish the fact that this gathering, this moment, can be rather painful. And yet we hope that by our gathering here, that the Lord will give lift to the Lowry family. And so let us bow our heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek the presence of our God in a manifested way. God, we come, and before we ask you for anything, we just pray that you will be made very apparent in this moment, in this worship experience. Give us ears to hear. Give us the spirit to feel. Give us the capacity to provide lift for Brother Larry, his children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, family and friends from near and far. Lord, we know you are everywhere at the same time. And yet, God, at this moment, we need your Shekinah glory to be present. So show yourself strong and mighty as only you can, O oh God. And we will bless your name for that. So, God, we pray that in this worship experience, be with our hymn choir, be with our soloists, Allow for our ushers to provide the comfort that is necessary. Thank you, God, for our media ministry. And then, God, we pray that for every aspect of this worship experience is concerned, that it will uplift who you are, and that ultimately it will give this family comfort. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We will have the singing of the hymn when we all get to heaven. And then uh, we will have a scripture reading. Um, and following that will be the prayer of comfort. Dr. Monica Redman will come and provide leadership as far as um, these services are concerned. And we hope and pray that for Brother Bobby Lowry and the rest of his family and friends who have come from near and far, that you all will be encouraged by what the Lord will do in this moment. Sing his mercy and his grace In the mansions bright and blessed He'll prepare for us a place Oh, when we all 
victory While we walk the pilgrim pathway Clouds will overspread the sky But when traveling days are over Not a shadow, not a sigh Oh, when we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be Trusting, serving every day Just one glimpse of Him in glory Will the toils of life repay When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory Onward to the prize before us Soon His beauty will behold Soon the pearly gates will open We shall tread the streets of gold When we all get to This is a home-going celebration. So I believe we ought to put our hands together. Come on, let's put our hands together and celebrate, celebrate. Come on, everybody. We're going to help this family, help our dear brother celebrate the life of a great woman, a great member of this church. We'll have our, the reading of our scriptures. Reverend Brenda Richardson will come and read our Old Testament scripture after she reads the scripture that I'm delighted to have. Pastor Devon Miller here with us. He is the pastor of the Millennium Temple Baptist Church here in the city of Charlotte, new pastor of the Millennium Temple. So we thank God for him. So put your hands together for them and Anthony Brown. Brother Anthony Brown is going to come and pray our prayer of comfort. They will come in that order. Come on, let's give God some praise. Welcome God into the atmosphere at this time. Sweet family and friends, 
I will read Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 8. And Deacon, it's my honor to be here with you and your family and Miss Betty today. God bless you. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. God's word for God's people. have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. I have read in your hearings, 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 8. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearers of his word.
morning, my brothers and sisters. The scripture says this is a day that the Lord had made, and in spite of, we ought to rejoice and be glad in it. For truly God is sovereign today. Mama Betty, I consider her uh, like an iceberg. You know, the thing about an iceberg is that you don't see much up top. But boy, there's a lot going on underneath. And praise God that she was a woman that was quiet and an easy spirit. But man, she had a force and a presence that I know we all will miss and daily treasure. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Let us pray. Our most gracious and sovereign God, we pray to you at this time, thankful for your still being on the throne. At this time, God, we humbly have to admit, we humbly have to confess that we don't always see things clearly, and sometimes it troubles our spirit. But God, the psalmist reminds us today that, Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains are born, or you brought forth the whole world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. We know, God, that our time is not your time. But you know you've checked the record and you've called the roll. We miss our dear sister Betty. She was such a quiet spirit with a loving and compassionate presence. Selfishly, God, we pray today for our dear brother Bobby, her husband. 67 years, God, is longer than many of us have lived on this earth. But yet, God, you bless them with a wonderful union. She was his play date, girlfriend, wife, and help me. It's amazing that their marriage shined as a witness to the world of your steadfast agape love towards those whom you join together. If you don't mind, God, stand by the children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren and family. Help them to remember the lessons, the words, and counsels of Sister Betty. It really hurts now, God. But help them to recall the warm memories, the smiles, and the family gatherings. May they see Sister Betty smile and feel her presence in the days, weeks, and years ahead. So the proverb so clearly describes our dear sister. When he says in Proverbs 30, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. 
Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he prays her. Our church mourns for the passing of a great woman of God. Thank you, God, that we knew her. Thank you, God, for her servanthood. Thank you, God, for keeping her steadfast and unmovable. We thank you, God, for your comforting spirit. May your spirit sit with us as you sit with the family. Grant us your peace as we recall, reflect, and remember our dear sister Betty Lowry. It's from our hearts to your heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
give God some praise in here. I don't know about you, but I do feel the presence of the Lord in this place this afternoon. Like I said earlier, we are here for a celebration, and I want to take the time to thank Reverend Brenda Richardson to, for reading our Old Testament reading, and Pastor Jamal Miller for reading our New Testament scripture, and thankful for Brother Anthony Brown and that powerful prayer. Let's give God some praise for all of those who have participated thus far. To God, we give the glory, great things he is doing. We have arrived now to our time of tributes and remarks. And I want to call the following to come to this particular mic. To my right, Brother Terrell Lowry and Sister Carolyn Ginyard. Please come in that order. Would you thank God for them as they shall come? Come on, you can do better than that. Encourage them as they come and give their words of tribute. I tried to figure out what words I would say today. But I know my grandmother's with me and she's watching and she's giving me the strength that she has all my life. As everyone has said, she was a very quiet person, but her spirit spoke volumes to everyone that she knew. She was very quick-witted, 
and she will tell you the truth and be honest from her heart whether you liked it or not. But that was a way of her showing her love to everybody. I remember being young in the old sanctuary and her taking me to choir rehearsal every Tuesday or Thursday and I would sit in the back and I would listen to her sing with the choir and her even sitting up here every Sunday watching everyone and making sure that we weren't talking, we weren't playing, and we were listening. She wouldn't fuss, but she would give you that look that lets you know, I see what you're doing, and I suggest you get together before I come down there. It was a love that all of us can truly say we're thankful for. None of us are perfect, but she loved us no matter what. And I always used to wonder why she would sit at the top of that choir and every time they sung, thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me, she would put up her hand and pick up her tissue, and it would make her cry. I never understood those words until this year. It's emotional because I know she's happy. She's dancing, she's smiling, she's singing, and she's watching us, and she wants us to know just as that smile she has on her face right now, that she's grateful she made it over. And she wants all of us to do our very best to live in that same way. She was not bragful or boastful, but she was a pure heart from beginning to the end. And for 40 years, she prayed for me when I didn't have the sense to pray for myself. So for that, I say thank you. <laughs> She's truly the definition of a praying grandmother. And for that, all of us children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, we have no reason to hold our heads down today because that's not how she lived. She kept her head up. She loved her family, each and every last one of us, all of her church family. She loved you from the bottom of her heart. And even in her final hour, we listened to gospel songs, and it could be me, but she hummed. She was still thanking God regardless of her circumstance, regardless of what she was going through. She was still thanking God and thanking God that she was able to leave here peacefully. The way this world is, so many of us young and old are leaving out in different ways, but she left here just as peaceful as her spirit was from beginning to end. So for that, I have no complaints, no regrets. But what I can say is that I'm thankful to God that he gave us her for 87 years. 87 years. And I hope that we all make it to see her again. But she's looking down on us. Remember that smile, if nothing else, we have a reason to be grateful. First, give an honor to God, Dr. Scott, Pulpit Associates. Thank you, family, for giving me an opportunity to speak about my good friend, Betty. Betty was raised up in a Christian home, as all of you know, as all of us know. Two very devout Christians were her parents, and Betty left that home, and she walked through this life with those very same characteristics 
we have witnesses here. When her father spoke, we all wanted to listen because we could hear God through him. He was a God-fearing man, and he ran his home like that. Thank you, family, again, for giving me this opportunity. I didn't want to forget anything, and I'm going to be short, but I have to say these words. Betty and I met and bonded in seventh grade at West Charlotte Junior High, better known now as School of the Arts. Same class group from seventh grade through 12. We were great friends. In our 12th year, we traveled to our brand new high school, West Charlotte Senior High, walked down Batesford Road to Senior Drive, and we loved our school. I looked through our school newspaper the other day. I, it was tattered and torn, but in looking through the old school newspaper, I read, we have 128 students on our AB, AB honor roll, and topping the list was my friend Betty. Not only did she earn a honor roll, she was honored for her academic achievements when she was inducted into the National Honor Society. Did you guys know that? After graduation in 1955, she married the love of her life and started her beautiful family. And family was her greatest joy. In addition to that, she was caretaker for her mom and dad until their demise. Her dedication to her church was always consistent. You couldn't come here without finding she or Bobby. Both of them busy, very involved in whatever was going here on here at the church. Hymn choir, deaconess, and Rosa Sharon ministry. She served faithfully until her health declined. What a beautiful legacy Betty leaves for you guys. And I would think that she would want you to choose your own legacy. Follow in your mom's footsteps. Create a good legacy family. Take care of your dad. He's been so faithful to you, so faithful to the church. We all love you guys, and we will keep you in our prayers. And in closing, I'm going to say goodbye, my friend. Goodbye, Betty. We'll see you in the morning. Would you put your hands together right now for Brother Tyrell Lowry and Sister Carolyn Ginyard? Come on, you can do better than that. What wonderful, wonderful words of tribute they have given this afternoon. What a blessing it is just to be here and to hear all of the great things. I did not know that Sister Betty was a cheerleader. Amen. I can see it, though. And um, so I'm just so thankful, so thankful that... For all these years, I had the opportunity to see her singing on the hymn choir and um, for seeing her in our worship experience. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here. Listen, you could have been anywhere today, but you took the time to stop by here to pay your respects to this family and, and remember the life of Sister Betty Lowry. We are grateful to you for that. But I want to say something to you. If you sent a card, we say thank you. If you stopped by the house, took some food, we say thank you. Whatever you have done, send an email, um, send a tweet, whatever you have done. We just want to say thank you because you didn't have to do it, but you did. 
But I want you to understand that tomorrow is going to be a little bit more difficult. So can we agree that we will continue to make phone calls to this family? We will continue to send cards and even stop by the house, send a, make a phone call just to let them know that we remember them and they are in our prayers. Will we agree to do that? Come on, let's signify by giving God some praise and hear. Family, know that we will continue to reach out to you in, in the days and in the weeks to come. After the singing of our beautiful hymn choir, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Receive him as he comes. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Unto me and rest. Lay down, thou weary one, lay down thy head upon my breast. I came to Jesus as I was. I was weary, worn, and sad. I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. Mm -hmm. Ah uh -huh. 
God is great and greatly to be praised. We appreciate this wonderful offering from our hymn choir that reminds us of the love and the grace and the power of our God. Uh, I just want to say that we're told in scripture that if you see three score year and 10 or 70 years, that's something to give God praise for. 
And if by reason of strength, four score, which is 80, you really have something to shout about. Uh, Mother Betty was three years short of 90. And we thank God for her life and for her longevity. But it does not negate our being here as far as being a paradox of mixed emotions. Paradox in the sense that she is missed, that you can't call her or touch her or talk to her like you used to. And yet at the same time, because she had a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, there's this sense of joy that she is now resting in the arms of the Savior. This is tough um, to um, this family, to the preachers of the gospel uh, who have given great lift and assistance and Brother Brown for that incredible prayer, our music ministry, Sister Baldwin, and of course, our hymn choir, um, our ushers who have been so faithful and capable, our medical team, our media ministry. Thank you all so much for all that you are doing to make this service possible. Um, I am astounded that when I went to see Brother Bobby Lowry last Saturday that he, of course, shared with me that he and Sister Betty have been married 67 years. I don't know about anybody else, but 67 years with the same person is something to give God praise for. I know some folks can't stay together for 67 days. 67 years, Brother Larry is just absolutely incredible and you all maintain your vows of until death did you part to your wonderful children um, Regina and Reginald and Rivancia and Robert um, there's not any other type of love as far as human love is concerned like the love of a mother um, and, and yet that has been taken from you into these wonderful grandchildren and great-grandchildren when the Lord allows for you to start seeing great-grandchildren that's something to just say thank you God for um, this incredible family and to uh, brother uh, Terrell uh, what wonderful words you gave about your grandmother. Wonderful eulogy. And to Sister Carolyn Ginyard, the lift that you have provided for this family with your tribute and remarks is much appreciated. The eulogy has been given by all of them. I just want to say a few words about my Christ in the, most, in the midst of this. Paul writes... Um, I believe it's in Philippians chapter 1, 
verse 21, he says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. Let me say that one more time. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. I just want to talk about for a few moments, Betty's gain. Betty's gain. Hearts are heavy at this moment. Tears may be tracking down our face. Few of us have gathered in this moment to reflect upon the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Mother Betty Lowry. This matriarch has been called from labor to refreshment, but it does not mitigate the pain and sorrow that we feel. Brother Bobby Lowry, you were married to her for 67 years. And out of that love came four wonderful children and even more grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Mother Betty served this church well. She was the epitome of a strong black woman, maybe diminutive in statue. Uh, She had a quiet strength about her that allowed for her to be the strong matriarch of her family. I am reminded of the words of the Apostle Paul, where he said that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, who are the called according to his purpose. And yet I readily admit that right now it doesn't feel so good as you gather in this moment to say your last goodbye to this matriarch. A wife, a mother, a grandmother, a great-grandmother, an aunt, a cousin, a friend, a disciple who has been called from among us to bask in the glory of God forever and ever. I'm not going to tell you not to grieve because sometimes when we come to moments like this, we say some of the silliest things. Like you should not cry. Well, when you've been married to someone for 67 years, something's going to happen. When you're accustomed to talking to mama, you're going to feel that heaviness. Grief is the price you and I pay when we love somebody. But grief is not on the agenda today. Not only the agenda today. You and I are here in spite of our tears to celebrate And thank God that Sister Lowry was a Christian who loved our Lord. And when you know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, this moment takes on a whole different perspective. Because we gather not as those who sorrow with no hope. We have a blessed hope that is concretized in the life, death, and resurrection of none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Sister Betty Lowry will get her reward. She will get her reward predicated upon her service 
in this tenement of clay here on earth. She would get her reward because she served humanity faithfully and she served this church, sang in the hymn choir, served on the usher board, also served as a deaconess. Was very active, even though somewhat quiet, in the very life of this church. As a matter of fact, when Brother Bobby Lowry was chair of the deacons, she was chair of the deaconess. And so they were a wonderful and incredible tag team. And yet now, it seems like death has broken up that team. But I want you to know that when you know who God is, death doesn't do any breakup. Just put somebody in a holding pattern until you can join them and be with them forever and ever. Paul speaks this afternoon about death in very candid terms. He understands all of life to be in the control of our Jesus, which really means that death is under Jesus' control as well. Paul makes a very bold statement about death that messes with me right now, Dr. Redman. He says, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. This statement is made within the context of the Apostle Paul being stuck in a prison cell waiting for his trial and execution. He did not know whether he was going to live or die, but it really didn't matter to him because he said, if I stay alive, I can live for Jesus. But if I die, I'm going to get everything that God has for me. So for Paul, death is not the end, but merely a transition from life temporal to life eternal. Paul believed that death is an immediate union with Jesus Christ and with all of those we have loved and lost. This is because Paul had a relationship with the Lord of life. And Jesus is the Lord of life because Jesus said, I believe in John chapter 11, verse 26, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. And he that believes in me shall never die. Paul isn't the only one, though, was able to make this statement for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. I believe that if Sister Beta could come back and give a testimony right now, she would say that statement applies to me because I want you all to know that because of my relationship with God, God has allowed for me to gain some stuff that I pray that one day you all will be able to get to. What is it that Sister Betty Lowry gained? I want to suggest, first of all, Sister Betty Larry gain relief from the suffering of this world. And I don't know about anybody else, but this world will age you. Sin ages you. Worry ages you. Putting up with cantankerous folks ages you. Nobody in our reality is immune from suffering. Jesus says, uh, in this world... You will have tribulations, but be of good cheer because I've overcome this world. Sister Larry had some good days, but she also had some tough days. She had tough days where she had to deal with pain and suffering. And death removes from us life's pain and suffering, and it ushers us into the very presence of God. And I want you to know that when you're in the presence of God on the other side, 
There's some things you ain't got to worry about, no. You don't have to worry about any more pain. She doesn't have to worry about taking any pills or saying, Doctor, she is relieved from the suffering of this world. And I want you all to know that our life right now is very temporary. The next life is eternal. And God be praised because Sister Betty Choice, Betty made the choice to be with Jesus when she accepted him as Lord and Savior a long, long time ago. Not only is she relieved from the suffering of this world, but she has gained release from the struggles of this life. All of us, whether we want to admit it or not, sooner or later have to struggle as far as our reality is concerned. All of us will go the same way because we are limited, finite creatures. And not only are we limited, finite creatures, but beloved sisters and brothers, we are sinful humans who struggle with doing things our way versus doing things God's way. And we got to admit, there are times when we get weak and tired and sin, yes, sin gets even the best of us. We fail, we fall short. We have to deal with the craziness of this reality. Broken hearts and shattered dreams and confused minds and dysfunctional family members and faulty faith and funny money and strange change. However, when you die in Christ, you're released from the stress of this reality that holds you down and holds you back. No longer does she have to cry wondering how they're going to make it. No longer does she have to worry about what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. God has released her from the craziness of this culture. She ain't got to deal with no medical bills. She ain't got to confront racism. She doesn't have to deal with sexism. She's able to sing like the ancestors of old. Sooner will be done with the troubles of this world. Not only, beloved, has she gained relief from the suffering of this world, and not only has she been released from the struggles of this life, but finally she's able to gain rest in the arms of a loving Savior. This is where I want to park, and I'll bid you all to do. Death for any man, woman, boy, or girl who knows Jesus Christ in the pardon of their sin is not a loss. It's a gain. And oftentimes, we often tell people, I'm sorry for your loss. But I want you to know, if I could, I want to flip it right now. And I praise God for Betty's gain. Uh, death alone brings us into the very presence of our Christ. Any man, woman, boy, girl should seek to follow the example of Paul who made Christ his ultimate goal. Christ was not only Paul's beginning. But Jesus was a sustaining element in Paul's life. And I want to say to this family that even in the midst of death, the presence of Jesus is going to sustain you and strengthen you when you feel like throwing up your hands because of what you're dealing with right now. But to be ushered into the very presence of Christ solves everything you've gone through in this world. All your problems all your pains, all your perplexities, all your struggles, all your sicknesses will be done away. And I'm glad to let you all know that we serve a great shepherd of a life and death who will care for us in such a way that it will blow our minds. That's why the songwriter said, oh, I want to see him 
look upon his face there to sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory let me lift my voice cares are past home at last ever to rejoice I close with this we're in this particular existential moment there's pain there's grief there's sorrow in this setting but let us not forget that you and I have a blessed assurance that undergirds us for this moment. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. We gather in this moment not only to acknowledge grief, but to celebrate blessed assurance. For with the Apostle Paul, we can individually and collectively acknowledge our faith in Jesus Christ who is in control of every aspect of our life. We recognize that death for the Christian is simply a passage from one stage of life to a greater life. Without death, we could have no resurrection. Paul was really correct when he said, for me, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Well, what is it that Sister Betty has gained? She has gained eternal life. She has gained heavenly rest. She has gained one of those mansions. She has gained a glorified body. She has gained complete healing. She has gained unspeakable joy and she can see her parents in their very best state and even though she was quiet down here, I bet you she's shouting up there. But as I go to my seat, I just want to let you know she's gained something else that's better than all that other stuff. She's gained the ability to see the one who was wounded for her transgressions, bruised for her iniquities, chastisement of our peace is upon him, and by his stripes she has her healing. She is able to see the one who took the nails on the cross for her sin so she could be justified by his righteousness, and God raised him from the dead with all power in his hand. She is able to see the one who says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of heaven. I am the alpha and omega. I am the first and the last. I am the beginning and the end. She is able to live for Christ and now she has gained his presence forever and ever and ever and ever and she's able to sing songs that angels cannot dare utter. I have been redeemed. I go to my seat. You all may the Lord bless you real good but can I bless you with this quick fast and in a hurry. The songwriter said my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy lean on Jesus name y'all that's a verse of salvation but then it says when darkness veils his lovely face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil that's a verse of stability but then there's another verse his oath his covenant his blood supports me in the well 
overwhelming flood when all around my soul gives way. He then is all my hope and say, y'all best support, but here's the shelf. And when he comes with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. Y'all, that's a verse of security, but all of us ought to be able to say, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. No more sinking, Sister Betty. Stand on the solid rock of our Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a word, what a word we have heard in this house today. Come on, let's give God some praise for the word of God today. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do a whole lot better than that. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Thank you so much, Dr. Scott, for that powerful, powerful word. We're going to call for our funeral directors to come now because we are going to continue these services at York Memorial Park. And as they come, I'm going to ask everyone except for the family to please stand. As we sing, I'm going up yonder. We're going to ask if I could get uh, a couple of people to come and be flower bearers. I'm going to also ask if there are persons who will be serving us pallbearers, if you would come to my right. Come on down right now. We need some other persons to serve as flower bearers. need another person that can be a pallbearer if we could get uh, one or two more persons preferably brothers could you help thank you thank you the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should have camped against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. We'll be blessed with the song now. <laughs> 